welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler podcast, the first one of 2018, episode number 82. Started this thing three years ago, and it uh, seems that at the end of each year we take a little break because of the holidays and uh, busyness of getting projects wrapped up and uh, just kind of finding some some downtime and new inspiration. But we are back, ready for an all-new season of more filler goodness. And today I have a new uh, guest with me who's never been on a show before, but he's connected to the show already. And he will be a regular voice on the podcast, hopefully, as time and schedules allow, and as long as we continue to like each other and find time to play games. <laughs> so I'd like to introduce to you, Jake Powells. What's up, Jake? Hey, uh, it's going well. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Hey, uh, so so let's talk a little bit about how we met, Jake. Um, as many of you listeners, if you're a new listener, um, I'm Jason Katarski. I started the podcast to share about great little games, uh, to kind of just... Br- raise the platform of these little games that are often considered like a side dish as like the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I own Green Couch Games. I moved to Grand Rapids about a year and a half ago, and about that time, I was launching a Facebook group, which I hopefully most of you folks know about the 20 Minutes of Filler Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did we first connect there, Jake? Well, uh, Filler Games brought us together. Um, I found that 20 Minutes of Filler group um, and just started participating in it, um, posting and uh, replying to posts. And uh, you had an extra copy of Strike that you were giving away. And uh, you just had, you know, somebody comment on it and you were going to pick a random winner and you picked me. And so we met up and... uh, which was cool because yeah. there's only a handful of people in that group that like live locally. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, hey, I I live in the area. Yeah. Um. So we met up at Tim Hortons, because <laughs> uh, you know I saved my three bucks in postage or whatever. Yeah. That way, yep. so that worked out. I promise it was a random drawing. I did not choose him based on who was the closest to yeah, me. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I we um uh, just started talking a little bit. Um. Thanks to my Thrice t-shirt. That was pretty awesome. And uh, then just connected on Facebook and started talking more after that. And both realized that we don't uh, have to be anywhere specific during the day on Thursdays. So we're like, hey, let's play some games. Yeah. So that's that's been really cool because I love gaming during the day while my children are gone and my <laughs> wife is at work. But not a lot of people have schedules like me. They're that flexible. So yeah. it's cool that you have that that open day. Yeah. When you came in wearing that that thrice shirt, like I was having a very introverted day, <laughs> and I was just going to hand you this game and drink my coffee, and that was it. And uh, I did that, and then I turned around because you were waiting for some food. And I'm like, well, I should be friendly. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's glad. I'm glad that you did because I, every day for me is an introverted day. So, uh, you know, but I've been trying to grow in that area. So uh, this has been really good for that. Yeah. So I was just like, hey, dude, uh, I see you like thrice, and uh, do you like you like board games? Yeah, let's be friends. <laughs> let's be friends. <laughs> and we found out some really neat stuff we had in common, like Jake. Um, was a touring musician mm-hmm. and like is involved in church stuff and like I was a touring musician and involved in church stuff yeah. so like it just kind of like was like hey you like like your game and I, and I don't have any friends in Grand Rapids you know <laughs> so like this was this was pretty sweet yeah. so yeah. Um, we are glad to uh, bring our friendship to you live on the air <laughs> here twenty minutes at a time 
Uh, but we want to talk about uh, games. We want to get to know Jake a little bit as we kind of roll into this year, and then talk about some of the some of the games we've been playing. Uh, so let's just start with your gaming story, Jake. Like, what was what was kind of that journey into gaming like? From like your earliest memories to like into geekery that mm-hmm. we are involved in now. Well, my my earliest memories of gaming um, was with my grandpa. Um, my grandpa and my dad and my brother, we used to play Pinochle. We'd go over to my grandpa's house and play Pinochle for hours. And my grandpa, a lot of times I'd end up being partners with my grandpa, and he would teach me strategy. And he would, I would do something, and he would ask me, okay, so why did you do that? And he'd make me think through the moves. And um, there's a lot of strategy in Pinochle, whether it's when you bid or how much you bid or what you're trying to pass to your partner. And so for, for being a kid and, and growing up with that game it kind of taught me to think critically about that kind of stuff and then um in high school played risk a lot with my friends and that was uh you know hours and hours on a sunday afternoon and um then in college uh somebody introduced me to settlers of Catan and bang and dominion um and i really liked dominion so i bought like every expansion for dominion (laughs) um and that just kind of that was like the only game i played for several years and then i decided I was like, you know what? I could buy other games. And so then I did that and and started to discover just the wide world of board games. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, I love that your your grandpa early on was, like, showing you, like, making you look under the hood. Mm -hmm. Like, my earliest memories of games were just, like... R- roll the dice and and move. Yeah. Like, don't think about why or why you're doing. But later on, like, my dad would start to like see things in card games. He wouldn't play a lot. Yeah. He would like hover around behind everybody mm-hmm. and like talk about strategy. And that kind of you know kind of helped me peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, there's something going on here. I can like really learn about. This isn't just a thing that like is playing me. Like, there's mm-hmm. a thing that I can do to engage with this. And yeah. Then, and then similarly, I love that my 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 wife's college story was Settlers of Catan, and she's the one who introduced me into hobby games. Mm-hmm. And then we loved Dominion. And went kind of crazy with Dominion as well. So, like, mm-hmm. we got a lot of parallels there. Yeah, um, I, I used to play chess with my dad too. Oh yeah, when I was a kid, and he, you know, I mean, he, I think he won every single time we played. But <laughs> you know, he taught me about thinking critically and and that kind of stuff. So cool. Yeah, builds character when you uh, when he wins every time, and you <laughs> yeah. got to really work for it. Eh? Yeah. Well, now I teach him abstract games and and win at least at the beginning. So. Awesome. <laughs> So let's talk about like what are what are some of your favorite games? Like what are like let's just start with like what is the game besides Dominion that you have <laughs> yep. played more than any other game? Mm. Like in the hobby market. Game that I've played more than any other game other than Dominion is probably uh it's either Pandemic or um Mystic Veil, honestly. Okay. My wife and I really like Mystic Veil, which is Similar to Dominion, but it's card crafting game where you're customizing the cards as you go. You don't gain any more cards, but the cards you have change and get better. Okay. So that's been pretty fun. And the, and she loves the art. It's kind of like this pretty fantasy art. So Yeah, I've seen that one around, and the production's always been, like, mind bo- as a publisher, been mind-boggling to yeah. me. Like, printing on clear cards yeah. like sounds like a nightmare, and like yeah. the art is, like, really high fantasy, and mm-hmm. but really well done. Yeah. I haven't played it yet. Um, I tend to stay away from games that make me feel like um, I'm going to be in over my head until <laughs> like I meet up with somebody that's going to like teach it to mm-hmm. me. So, Mystic Veil vale and Pandemic. We played a lot of Pandemic in our in our day as mm-hmm. well. We haven't played it in quite a while. And mm-hmm. like honestly, two years ago for my birthday, which is on Christmas, mm-hmm. I got uh, Pandemic Legacy Season One, and yeah. I haven't even haven't even cracked it. Open I got it yet. for Christmas this year. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to being on that journey that everyone else in the world seems to have already been <laughs> yeah. on. Yep, uh, that's cool. 
So what about filler games? Is there like a uh, a kind of go-to like quick game that you love to teach to like casual gamers mm-hmm. or uh, you know families that you know family members that aren't as into games? Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of No Thanks. Yes, No Thanks is super easy entry. Like, you know, it's basically just you take a card or you put a chip on it. I mean, you know, it, I couldn't get more simple. And people know how to add, so. It, it works really well, and, I, and people always have fun, and I, I feel like every time we finish a game, people are like, okay, let's play again. Yes. So, uh, Strike is like that, too. Strike, I feel like there's not that much to it, but the you kind of have this communal excitement where, you know, something happens, and, and oh, you know, somebody rolled all their dice and somehow didn't get a match, and then the whole table goes, ah! Yes. Or, or somebody has two dice left, and they roll them, and they get a match, and they're still in the game, and there's just this excitement, even, you know, even if you're losing, just everybody is engaged for, yeah, that, like, two minutes. Str- Strike is definitely a game that has, like, this minimum rule set, and almost at times you feel like it's playing you, but there is, <laughs> like, the, there is the decision point of, like, do I keep going, yeah. or am I gonna stop, mm-hmm. right? And, like, the rest of it is, like, the luck of the roll, but, like, those those decisions are, are just enough, and then you're right, that communal experience is, like, this thing that draws you in, so everyone is invested in every role. Yeah. Another thing that I love about the game is we, we had some friends over on New Year's Eve, and they were, like, some friends from the neighborhood, and uh, I was playing Crokinole, mm-hmm. and, like, teaching that game to somebody, and then somebody else that was there said, hey, can you teach us a game real quick? And I'm like, sure. And while I'm playing Crokinole, like I said, here, grab Strike, open it up, here's how you play. And I explained it to them in like 30 seconds that that like I was playing another game mm-hmm. and they were having then they were in a game of their own and having a good experience so um, I love that for that kind of party atmos- atmosphere where yeah. you can just like here's how it goes let's let's do this mm-hmm. um, unfortunately it's a little bit of a harder to find game yeah. I got lucky finding the copy that you won um, like on the local bookstore shelf like mm. just like on the bottom like that nobody knew what it was but um, I had ordered on Amazon before it became more scarce and had a lot of fun playing with like uh, youth group and like church kids and stuff because it was just an easy like hey come on over you can play we'll be done in five minutes if you want to wait right and I mean not to take money out of the publisher's hands or anything but it is a pretty easy one if you just have a bunch of D6s that you can make yeah that's true right empty cereal bowl and uh, (laughs) be good to go right on yeah, they should uh, they should print that again then, so we don't have to make our own homemade <laughs> copies. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so we've been able to hang out on Thursdays, and honestly, like um, the last month and a half, I have been swamped with Green Couch games. So like playing games has been a struggle for me to like get them in. My, my wife is a teacher. My kids were home for two week long, uh, which is unusually long for a, a Christmas kind of midwinter break mm-hmm. here, um, and and I just wasn't in the game zone. So like. I just had a lot going on. I was kind of diving into like uh, music again and kind of like recharging and, and finding inspiration and in, in some other types of art. Yes, I believe board games are an art, so uh, you know, take that. <laughs> but so I was just kind of being recharged. But then, like every once in a while, getting together with you was uh, you know kind of keeping me you know on the path of gaming. Mm-hmm. So I think we played some played some pretty fun fun games together. Um, uh, one of the ones we played most recently, which we always come back to, I come back to, and I, I think it is the game uh for uh sports fans mm. the board game for sports fans and that is crokinole mm-hmm. um and it's it's such a good dexterity game it's a little bit shuffleboard a little bit like kind of billiards feel mm-hmm. um really kind of pretty boards that are like this artifact you know like that you just mm-hmm. like i have mine hanging on my wall yeah. because i feel like it's just like 
like you came in and you're like, I want to play that one. Yeah. And you pointed at it. You mm-hmm. know, like it just kind of has that kind of appeal yeah, when there, people see it. There's something about those those abstract wood games that evoke something that's ancient. Like you could you could pull this thing off the wall and point it to it and be like, this thing is from, you know, 300 BC, you know, and I would believe you. Like, <laughs> that's why I like games like that or games like Quarto or, um, you know, any of these like wood abstract games that just, they look like something just ancient and mysterious. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a really appealing thing. It, it just has this heirloom quality mm-hmm. to it. You yeah. know, that that's a little bit, that honestly, it feels a little bit less geeky than like, <laughs> yeah. like here's a game with a story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like this is an activity that we're all going to sit around and do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, and uh, it's a, it's a it's a really satisfying game. Like, mm-hmm. it's the kind of game you start with no skill. And I mean, I saw this with you. You were like, let's <laughs> let's play this again. Let's and like and yeah. not saying you started with no skill. Like, I beat you pretty handily the first game, or did I? No, no you came I back won't. halfway through. That's right. I was way ahead, <laughs> and then it turned, and then I thought you were hustling me like straight up pool hall style. Like, oh yeah, I've never played Crokinole before, <laughs> and you destroyed me. But then we're like, let's play again. So like, tell me about um about like that experience for you like learning learning that game and kind of what it felt like to to kind of get into crokinole well i mean i i thought it was super fun i i i haven't specifically avoided dexterity games but i've just i haven't since kind of coming back to board games as an adult i haven't really played any yet and um it was just it was simple but super appealing and i i love I love playing pool. I love, uh, you know, playing air hockey and stuff like that. And it just, it evokes that, that feeling of like, this is, this is a game that everyone, everyone can enjoy. Yeah. Kids, people who are like, who, my brother would, my brother like hems and haws whenever we as a family are like, let's play a board game. He's like, oh, okay, fine. (laughs) But this, I'm like, my brother would, would play this all day. Because he's he's got that competitive streak in him. He's also a big sports nut, and I'm like, man, I could get him to play this all the time. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's uh, a great kind of like target audience for this game. Anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we that day we also did uh, that was kind of dexterity day. Like mm-hmm. we played Clask because mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of give you that that sense. And there's a little bit more going on in that game. And, and um, I mean, not necessarily like rules wise, but there's more pieces that right. are kind of moving around yep. and like different have different purposes. And it was it's a fun game. I don't think it has that classic quality yeah. that Crokinole does. It's a little fiddlier, but it is like the gimmick is really clever. Yeah. The class where you have the magnets under the board and you're mm-hmm. moving around your piece, and you're trying to you know it's like soccer with kicking around a ball. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a really clever gimmick, yeah. um, and it is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd recommend it for sure, and it's it's a little more readily available here in yeah. the states yep. than um, the yeah, Crokinole I mean, is too. Target even, yeah. Right? So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then you taught me one, um, which which is cool because it seemed, I, I'm starting to think that you only have you get your board games through winning contests. <laughs> uh, so. I, I swear that was a fluke thing. <laughs> yeah, you won the you know. strike contest, yes. right? And then you won another board game group from contest. a different group, unrelated. Jason's <laughs> not just handing me board games. <laughs> No, but uh, it was Escape the Curse of the Temple. Yeah. Um, which is a real-time game uh, that you play through a soundtrack where you are basically Indiana Jones and friends trying to escape this temple that you caused to start collapsing on you. Um, and it 
might be a little stressful at first, but I think we kind of kind of got our feet under us. Yeah, uh, we played it twice, and that's that's what I noticed about that game. So I was always overwhelmed and a little standoffish about this game because it comes with like a $50, $60 price tag for the base game. For the and, big box version, for sure. Yeah, and then it's like a, then it's like a $10, it's a 10-minute game, yeah. right? So I'm like, yeah. 10 minutes? That much money? Yeah. Um, but it begs to be played multiple times mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you can improve, because it's, it's that time-based, cooperative kind of deal. Yep. Um, and it's a new challenge every time. The, however, the board comes out and whatever skills you know you you, you want to use. So you're right. rolling dice. You're trying to be able to put these stolen gems back so you can get them below a number mm-hmm. that you need before you can use a key to unlock the door. Yeah. So you're running around and trying to reveal tiles and explore these new tiles. And like the soundtrack is playing and and there's a moment when everybody has to get back to the middle, which is about two thirds of the way through the game. Yeah. Or, or I guess that happens twice, right? Yes. We have to yep. go back to the main entryway, um, or you lose your your dice. Yeah. So it's it's not as uh, like frenetic speed dice rolling as much as it is like roll the dice, uh, trying to get what I want to do, move my guy, decide what I want to do next, roll the dice until I get that result kind mm-hmm. of a feeling. Yeah. Um, and and there was the, these these extra modules that you had. Some mm-hmm. come I think with the original game you said, but then there's more and more that you can add in afterwards. There is a ton of content now for that game that. Like you get to a certain point where the just the basic game gets easier, just because you know what you're doing more. Mm-hmm. And then there's you can throw something in, and then all of a sudden you're a newbie again. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. I actually had the chance to play it with five people oh, for nice. the first time on Friday night, and it was a completely different game. Oh wow! Like, um, I mean, some filler games are are appetizers, you know. I feel like I feel like this game is like sushi in that you can play it once in the same way that you could get one sushi roll as an appetizer for your meal. But you could also, the main course could be sushi, and you just get multiple rolls, and yeah. you just do it. And that, with five people, that was the main course of the night. We played it four or five times, because the first couple times, we were completely and utterly destroyed by the game, and the, the game scales up in difficulty by adding more and more gems that you have to get rid of. And there's only a limited number of places to get rid of them, so once you have five people playing, you have to use the spaces where you cooperate with multiple people to get rid of gems. And so um, it became where we've played the first couple times, and then we're like, okay, we need to break up into two separate teams, and you guys go that way, and I'll go this way. So there was like this, this pre-game strategy meeting to figure out how can we actually make this happen with the five of us. Um, so it became this whole other game rather than just like two people independently rolling and then helping each other mm. occasionally. It became this complete and utter co-op game. You know, we either completely fail or we succeed together, and that's the only way to do it. So it, it there's almost more than one game in that box. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's that makes me feel like the value just went up significantly. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. Um, yeah, uh, lots of games. So now that I got this regular gaming buddy again, and uh, we like to talk about these games, so we'll be coming back at you more with uh, with more uh, kind of content and thoughts, and we'll continue to have guests and uh, do some special theme uh, 
episodes as I uh, kind of travel to different conventions with Green Green Couch Games. I'll remember to come back with uh, kind of cool interviews and, and updates about those shows. Uh, but we want to hear more ideas about what you want to hear about on the 20 Minutes of Filler podcast. And the best way you can do that is by going and joining the 20 Minutes of Filler uh, podcast uh, group that is on Facebook. If you just search for it, you'll find it. There's a thread going, so just add your thoughts to that. Um, and just share some of your experiences about the filler games that you like. Real quick, I always like to share a Green Couch Games update if there is kind of pertinent info. Um, and I think there is right now. Like So right now the pertinent info is Ladder 29 released at the end of the 2017. It is in stores now. It's a great game. It is... Uh, it's happening. So uh, it's out. If you want to check out some reviews, Z Garcia from the Dice Tower gave it a really positive review. Um, it's a really great classic climbing game. Uh, and it's in stores now. So uh, please please check that out. Uh, Rocky Road a la Mode was on like the top 10 small box games lists of the Dice Tower by Tom Vassell. So he loved he loved that one. And that one is also still in stores. Um, in production-wise, we've had a couple Kickstarters that we're working on uh, kind of ushering through the, the production process to get to backer's hands. So before the Earth Explodes is, is in the printing process. While we are finishing up the files for the rules, we're almost done with Best Treehouse Ever Forest of Fun, which we'll be shipping off to the printer soon. So uh, in the next couple months, we'll have some new releases coming your way and also making some announcements about some upcoming games. And let me tell you, I am super excited about some of the stuff uh, that, that we are up to. Uh, so uh, please follow that on uh, on the Green Couch Games uh Facebook is Green Couch Tabletop. If you want to follow that, or you can find out Green Couch, you can find out more about us at GreenCouchGames.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Kotarski or at um, Green Couch Games if you want to kind of stay in touch and stay in the loop with all that stuff. So we appreciate you guys. We do apologize for the lag in between episodes, but we had to regroup and uh, get our uh, get our game collection all uh, in a row here on the shelves and kind of get back in the groove. And we're we're happy to be back and uh, grateful that you are still listening to us. Or welcome you if you are a new listener. Um, Jake, do you have a way that you want to interact with people? Uh, I know you're part of the Facebook group, so yeah. For now, just meet me in the Facebook group. Meet Jacob Powell's in the Facebook group. Sounds sounds shady. I like. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> excuse me until next time we uh, hope you get out there and play some great little games <laughs>